the death toll from the weekend tornado outbreak that extended into Monday continues to rise. The death toll from the coronavirus across the South continues to unfortunately go up as well. This is the program that's all about the South, and we're talking about the coronavirus, tornadoes, and a whole lot more. John Raw back here with you as we have the headlines from across the Southeast that we'll have in just a moment. Also here in this first hour of our two-hour All Things Southern program, we've got our ACC Spotlight. Jonathan Leifite will be on later in the hour to discuss the latest in ACC football and basketball news. All that in hour one of today's program. And then when we flip over to hour two, we've got our hashtag hullabaloo to get things going. In fact, we have a little celebrity connection in today's hashtag hullabaloo. We've got the pride of Chattanooga, Tennessee, Leslie Jordan. He's in Chattanooga right now, the 64-year-old actor. You probably have remembered him from his work before as he was on Evening Shade. He's also been on Nash Bridges and Will and Grace and a whole bunch of TV shows and been in a few movies as well. And he's having some fun in his hometown of Chattanooga as he's quarantined right now along with most of the country. As Leslie Jordan put out a Instagram video the other day, and we'll have that available for you to listen to all that coming up in our hashtag hullabaloo today then we've got precious harris she's just up interstate 24 from chattanooga she's in nashville and we'll have our nashville music line report from miss precious and that's coming our way in hour two she's got all the headlines and all the cancellations and more from the country music industry all that on today's y'all program our telly if you want to give us a ring is 803-816-1170 our website y'all.com y'all.com is the ultimate guide to the south with plenty of great information for you to share with all your friends and neighbors even if you have to do it virtually that's the website that's the address y'all.com and of course y'all.com is available for you to check out on the website but it's also a facebook page so please go there and follow us on our facebook page y'all and also while you're at it stop on by the y'all show facebook page that's at y'all show and follow that and like it as well as we're trying to grow 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 this program that's all about the southeast and of course we're available on a couple of streaming apps you can catch us on the iHeartRadio app the tune in app and the apple podcast apps well we know we've had a rough go of it the last several weeks now with the coronavirus and then most of the south had some kind of bad weather over the last three to four days and the death toll continues to climb now from that but we'll first tell you about an unfortunate deal going on in the commonwealth of virginia as at one care facility there in the richmond area at least 45 people have already died and what's being called a virus's dream there at the Canterbury Rehabilitation and Healthcare Center in the Richmond area. Yes, about 45 people have already been, they've already, they already have succumbed to the COVID-19 virus and an unfortunate situation there for this assisted living facility just in the Richmond area. And, and just, that's just one example of all of our current our elderly having a tough time with the coronavirus but this one facility good lord i don't even know the current count of how many people in virginia have died but 45 out of the residents there have died from the pandemic is just an unfortunate situation that they're in virginia now 
what if any good news can i tell you on today's y'all show well perhaps i can update you on the projective peak date peak peak date the date that expected where the number of deaths is going to level off and then we'll go down from that and unfortunately the south unfortunately i have to tell you that there's several days if not weeks ahead for some of our southern states as the state that evidently has peaked already as is the state that has had a rough go of it and that's the state of louisiana peak date for april 8th for louisiana so that one's in the rearview mirror and we hope for sure that happened as the projected deaths on that peak date were 70 and i don't have the data to confirm the number of that but the projected deaths for louisiana is over 1100 right now as louisiana has certainly felt the brunt of the coronavirus here in the southeast other southern states peak dates for the south west virginia a peak date was yesterday on tuesday the peak date there the projected death toll for west virginia the mountain state supposed to have 74 deaths and a death on the peak date of five of, of as of april 14th maryland's peak date is today tax day april 15th and the projected deaths for the state of maryland right around 600 north carolina's peak date april 17th with a projected death toll of around 420 in the tar hill state mississippi death date the death toll the death peak date is april 19th with around 400 deaths in the magnolia state one day later in the state of alabama on april 20th is the peak date projected there with around 430 deaths in the heart of dixie the volunteer state of tennessee's peak date is april 20th with a projected death toll of around 600 now moving on to kentucky a peak date and i don't know why kentucky which has been getting a lot of praise for some of the measures that the governor Bashir took there in the commonwealth to protect the citizens of that state a peak date of kentucky for april 25th with a projected death toll of around 930 I also saw recently a story out that said that why would Kentucky be so much better off than Tennessee? They have very similar numbers. Tennessee's got a larger population. But as far as the city sizes and the rural way these states which border each other are set up, that they were projecting Tennessee to have a far, far greater crisis. And I'm not saying it won't happen, but according to this research out here, Looks like Kentucky's projected to have more deaths from what I'm seeing. Missouri is having a peak date of April 26 with a death toll of just over 1,100. In Florida, peak date of April 27th with right around 4,000 deaths in the Sunshine State. Now, Georgia also has a peak date of April 27th, projected death toll in the Peach State of right over 3,500 cases, 3,500 deaths, that is, in the state of georgia virginia's peak date is april 26 uh, rather april 27th with a projected death toll totaling 830 oklahoma's peak date is april 28th with right around 960 deaths the 8th uh, 28th of april is also the peak date in the lone star state of texas and it's projected that texas will have right around 2350 deaths the palmetto state of south carolina's peak date is april 29th with a projected death toll of 572 arkansas's peak date april 30th projected death toll in the natural state right around 200 
and that might be it i think it is for the southeast we're having a rough go of it there's no doubt about it and we are going to tell you the information that you need to know here on the y'all show pass along to you but we're gonna we're losing we've already lost and we will continue to lose thousands of our great southerners as well as our great americans and our fellow citizens around the world who are suffering from this pandemic our thoughts go out to the victims to the victims families and let's all pray for a miracle that this thing is remedied as fast as we possibly can now back to virginia we go for another story and this is a coronavirus related story a pastor there who said god is larger than this dreaded virus has now died from the coronavirus as bishop gerald glenn founded the new deliverance evangelic church in chesterfield virginia that's just outside of richmond the state capital and he died saturday the church announced his death on easter sunday back on march 22nd bishop glenn spoke about the virus at his last known public service and that was just days after virginians were urged to avoid large non-essential gatherings of more than 10 people and sure enough he succumbed to the virus and passed away i don't have an age for him he i see a photo he looks like a rather uh, mature man maybe around 60 years old or so but bishop geo glenn dead of the coronavirus there in the state of virginia after again at one time saying that god is larger than this dreaded virus i do believe that but god needs our prayers we need all the help to get this virus out of here and protect our fellow citizens and ourselves as well now just because there's a pandemic here currently it doesn't mean the u.s census of 2020 won't continue on officials say they're not going to delay the nation's headcount because of the coronavirus as officials said that postponing all field they were postponing all field operations until june 1st and the deadline for wrapping up the nation's headcount pushed back to october 31st field operations for the census have been suspended since mid-march and were set to resume this week but again now pushed back to june 1st but the officials there with the census bureau are very very adamant that they're going to continue on with the census this year as it's needed so that a lawmakers can then go and set the correct boundaries the congressional districts and money will then be appropriated to the right areas based on the total headcount of the country it's a very important thing it's done every decade and this year is no no exception as of sunday by the way more than 48 percent of households and that includes this household had already answered the census questionnaire if you've gone out to the mailbox and you found it you don't have to mail it in you actually can go sit in front of your computer maybe even your phone and fill this thing out and the more people you have in your household maybe the longer it'll take to fill out but if you have a pretty small family i'm saying five minutes or less is about the amount of time that it would take to fill out the 2020 census and it's pretty fun it's pretty fun to do because you don't have to do it once every 10 years for goodness sakes but yes let's make sure the census is taken and and do your part to fill it out and and again maybe save the country a couple of cents and not uh not mail it just go to your computer and fill it out there now back to the story we told you at the top of the show where the 
death toll of the tornado outbreak that happened on Easter Sunday into Monday, that death toll has continued to rise. We now know of at least 34 deaths across the South as we've added another Mississippian to the mix. A 12th person in the Magnolia State has died as a result of the twister. And also, we know that there's been some deaths in the Chattanooga area as that area got hit pretty hard. And the governor of Tennessee, Bill Lee, actually went into Chattanooga on Tuesday to survey the damage. South Carolina got hit pretty hard. I I know there were tornadoes around Clemson and Seneca, South Carolina. And then also in Orangeburg County, there were some bad tornadoes. We already told you about the bad tornadoes that happened in North Georgia, also Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana. I mean, the whole South if you're south of well i won't even say tennessee i i mentioned the other day i thought tennessee and kentucky were going to be okay on this thing but obviously chattanooga got hit pretty hard and other portions of the south just just kind of got pummeled and that unfortunately has led to the death of at least 34 great southerners passing away from this latest tornado outbreak that going along with the nashville and middle tennessee outbreak of early march where around what 24 people died there so that's almost 60 70 people that have died in tornadoes here in the south in about a month's time it's just an unfortunate thing all this going on with the coronavirus as well now back to a story that we told you uh, another place that had a tornado that we didn't have a death that i'm aware of a couple weeks ago jonesboro arkansas as they had an e3 tornado go through that area and unfortunately a lot of damage to buildings fortunately though as i said i don't think there were any major major injuries and to my knowledge no deaths there in northeast arkansas but how about this story a jones woman jonesboro woman there in northeast arkansas counting her blessings after some of her belongings returned to her and some of that included her son's baby photo as it was ripped off her roof there and and the storm took it away the tornado when it came through a couple of weeks ago and yes do you know that savannah luster's baby photo of her son her son liam do you know the baby photo was found it was found in Piggott, arkansas that's 60 miles away from her home there in jonesboro it landed in tanya carpenter's yard after she was cleaning mud of it after cleaning the mud off of it and she posted it to facebook i don't think it had a name on it as she said that her husband or boyfriend just walked outside and found this cute little guy's picture laying in our yard here in Piggott. It has to be debris from the tornado which just went through Jonesboro and Brooklyn. I rinsed the mud off of it. I'd love to get it back to its owner who has probably lost everything. Please share this. And then she wrote an update. The owner of this photo has been found. Thank you to everyone who shared this. I was told that his mother is a nurse and his father a firefighter in Jonesboro, Arkansas. I'd like to send them a special thank you for all they do you are in my thoughts and prayers what a nice story there coming from northeast arkansas of these two families coming together all because that kid's little baby photo blown away 60 miles to Piggott, arkansas and ended up being found and put on facebook see facebook social media they actually sometimes do have value and in this case they help reunite this photo back to the original family what a what a nice story here in a time where we're looking for nice stories to the atl we go and cbs 46 and atlanta reporter yanni hughes was inside a station vehicle that was stolen early on tuesday morning just after she completed a live report from atlantic station there in atlanta 
as she was doing her work there and some moron decided to enter her van and steal it with her still inside a woman pulled the driver's side door open jumped into the driver's seat and sped away from the scene hughes fell to the floor of the van and screamed as the driver sped away luckily atlanta police were investigating a separate crash involving that same woman and when apd saw what was happening and heard hughes's scream for help they began to chase the van and hughes was able to get into the passenger seat fasten her seat belt the chase ended when the criminal crashed the car and ended up being arrested there in Atlanta. But luckily, reporter for CBS 46, Ayani Hughes, appears to be just fine after a scary incident there in the capital of the, of the Peach State. We have a few more headlines to get to before we move over to our ACC spotlight here in this first hour of the Y'all Show. We'll be right back. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like the amazing iPhone 11. Lease it for just $15 a month when you switch to Sprint. For now, shopping online at Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com today. iPhone 11, 64 gigabyte, $15 per month after 14, 17 monthly credit applied within two bills. Requires new line of service, 18 month lease, and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offer and coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee, taxes, and restrictions apply. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. We are the Y'all Show, and we are rolling on with more headlines from across the Southeast. Hope y'all are doing well, and also want to take this time to remind you that here on the show that's all about the South, we have an email address that you can connect to us really whenever you want to. Our email is open 24-7, and that email address is y'all show at y-a-l-l 
com. Welcome your feedback. Welcome your recipes, suggestions, whatever you got. We want to hear from you. Let us know you're out there. Y'all show at y'all dot com. That's y a l l s h o w at y a l l dot com. Continuing on with our headlines from across the South, and the first Supreme Court justice in Mississippi that was a woman has died at the age of eighty-eight. As retired Justice Lenore Loving Prather died at her home in Columbus, Mississippi, Prather was appointed to the nine-member court back in 1982 by William Winter, the governor of that time, who, believe it or not, William Winter is still alive. He's in his 90s, I think, there in Mississippi. But she was the first woman to serve as a chief justice, holding that role from 1998 until she retired in 2001. Her one of her fellow Supreme Court colleagues, a guy who actually ran ran for governor in Mississippi last year, Bill Waller, he said she served with class, character, scholarship, and impeccable integrity. She was the interim president of the university, or Mississippi University for Women there in Columbus from 2001 to 2002, and a great lady, it looks like, there in Mississippi, and again, the first woman to ever be a Supreme Court justice in the Magnolia State. Retired Justice Lenore Loving Prather, dead at the age of 88. Now to some ship news, just what you've been waiting for, right? Well, Clotilda, the last slave ship to ever enter the country, has a new owner. This was that slave ship that was found there on the north end of Mobile Bay. And it was, if you know anything about the history of this ship, it was sent to Africa around 1860 to bring slaves in there was a embargo i guess is the word about bringing in slaves and and that embargo had been for going on for a while and this vessel is again supposed to be the last ship to ever enter the united states carrying slaves around 32 of the 110 west african slaves who were on board they ended up establishing the africa town settlement just north of mobile because the atlantic slave trade had been banned for more than I didn't realize this half a century. So we evidently here in the United States outlawed the importation of slaves around 1810, it looks like. And because of that, you didn't have these vessels coming in. And this one evidently was a, you could say a pirate ship for lack of a better term, certainly a slave ship. And yet it was a a really unfortunate thing. This thing brought more slaves in, but it did. And it looked like here in this case, if there's a positive story, these slaves here that made it to the New World started their own settlement there in the Mobile area. And that settlement still exists, to my knowledge, Africa Town, just north of downtown Mobile, Alabama. Of course, slavery abolished just a couple of years after that slave ship arrived in Alabama in 1860. But as far as the new ownership, the Alabama Historical Commission has now taken legal ownership of this shipwreck believed to be the slave ship clotilda the ruling of this ownership handed down by chief judge of the southern district of alabama and granted the alabama historical commission full control over the ship but added that the ruling could be challenged if a new party provided compelling evidence so still some maybe questions about ownership of this ship but perhaps it will get turned into some kind of museum I don't know if it's been removed. I know archaeologists from the University of West Florida in Pensacola have been there measuring the beam, the width, and more about this wreck. 
and it's been i think proven that it is indeed the clotilda and what's amazing is the remnants of this ship really are are not really totally underwater what i'm seeing in photos of this thing it was really on the edge of a marshy area and you could even see the the hull of the ship now it wasn't it looks like a very big ship but it is the clotilda for sure and it obviously it made it successfully to the new world because you have the survivors of it that go on and found africa town there in mobile county but the alabama historical commission now taking ownership based on this ruling there in the heart of dixie now our second of two ship stories to tell you about this is a ship not quite as old as the clotilda that we've got information to tell you about this is a ship that came ashore on the north carolina outer banks here really in just the last couple of weeks and now it's been ruled that this shipwreck is a hazardous deal there for people who want to go be nosy and check out this 72 foot long fishing vessel that ran aground on the outer banks and the national park service is warning people to stay away from the shipwreck for their own safety the ship that named the ocean pursuit has been grounded at cape hatteras national seashore since march 1st its crew had to be rescued by the coast guard but they've evidently been receiving reports there of people trying to climb aboard the vehicle and the coast guard and others say visitors must not board the shipwreck due to safety concerns the park service says the vessel is unable it's unstable in the sand and sits close enough to the ocean that it could be dragged out to sea the wreck only adds to the region's reputation as the graveyard of the atlantic because of the rough currents and shifting sands off of north carolina's outer banks not really sure what happened to the crew of the ocean pursuit but somebody i'm sure would like to have this this fishing ship back here as it might be kind of valuable to somebody at some point but right now if you're there on the outer banks which i don't know if north carolina's beaches have been closed similar to florida beaches and south carolina's beaches have also been shut down by governor mcmaster i don't know if governor cooper shut down north carolina's beaches or not so yeah, maybe they're not closed and that's why people are trying to be adventurous and climb aboard matey this vacant ship there but how would you like to jump on that thing and then it gets swept out to sea that wouldn't be a lot of fun would it no it would not now back to alabama for a little story about something that even if you don't live in alabama you just might be familiar with dale's sauces that's the delicious sauce you can put on your steak and hamburgers and more well this iconic sauce it's got a new sidekick for all of you sauce lovers out there it was 74 years ago that joe dolly and jacob levine introduced dale's seasonings when they opened dale's cellar restaurant in birmingham in 1946 and yes now 60 years later they introduced a healthier version of that dale's seasoning with 42 percent less sodium than the original and now here in 2020 comes dale's steak sauce and that's a new table condiment that may be used not only on steaks but also dress up burgers hot dogs steaks pork chops chicken and anything else you can possibly think of to put your dale's sauce on and this is a blend of tomato puree soy sauce molasses mustard salt black pepper onion garlic cayenne pepper and other ingredients 
and this new steak sauce has a flavor profile that is distinctly dale's but it has a slightly thicker texture of a condiment such as ketchup or salad dressing so how about that a new sidekick there for dale's as they have this new sauce that's out in grocery stores coming right now you might find it now i know things have kind of been turned upside down because of the virus but this is scheduled to hit your grocery stores of dixie here in mid-april so check it out this latest dale sauce for you dale's steak sauce which is different than their old standard dale's seasoning marinade this is a thicker condiment there for you to check out and as we wrap up our headlines here on the y'all show we got to go back to florida for our crazy florida stories right well we we've got them this one's a disgusting florida story because this has to do with an idiot here in this time of a pandemic a man there in florida has called more than a dozen new jersey restaurants and placed large orders he said were for the local police department but ended up never paying for or even picking up the food, according to the authorities. And now 34-year-old Sadiq Katani says that the, the he evidently did this scheme, and this scheme cost businesses several thousand dollars, according to the South Brunswick Township Police Department. And now these these New Jersey counties are investigating this Florida man's decision to do that, as he would call the pizzerias, in these three new jersey counties each time he indicated he would pick it up the order or it was intended for local police and several of the follow-up calls the pizzerias made to the phone number that they placed the order and katani would make statements about italians and wish they would be affected with the coronavirus i mean what an idiot and again this guy evidently a person from florida i don't know if he's living in joisey or he just he's calling in from afar but what a what a mean nasty thing here and it's time to be having these pizzerias cook up all these pizzas saying they were for the local police and then stiffen them not a good southerner and sadup katani you're you're a bad bad man well that wraps up our headlines we're going to go to a good good guy after the break jonathan lifehite is our acc insider and he's got all the acc news and notes and it's headed your way If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like a Samsung Galaxy phone. Lease it for just $0 a month when you switch. 
And when you shop on Sprint.com, you'll get a $100 prepaid MasterCard too. For now, Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com today. Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus, $0 per month after $41.67 per month credit. Apply within two bills. Requires 18-month lease, new line of service, and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offering coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee taxes and restrictions apply. $100 prepaid MasterCard requires port and online registration. Ships after 45 days. Card terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Member FDSC. Seminole fans, we've got several FSU-related stories to pass along. Hang on for that. This is the Y'all Show, our ACC Spotlight, and we welcome in our Atlantic Coast insider, Jonathan Lifite of 24-7 Sports and the CBS Sports Digital Network. And Jonathan, as we get ready to go into ACC stories, we first have to cover a story that just came out that affects every conference, at least all the conferences in FBS football, because Mr. Hancock has put his great big old signature on another document. And I'm not talking about John Hancock. I'm talking about Bill Hancock, who is the head of the college football playoff, the executive director of that organization. And he says, Jonathan, they're planning on having a CFP here for this upcoming football season. Are you surprised? I'm not surprised at all. I mean, even if they went to a reduced uh, schedule, they're still going to have the playoff. There's way too much uh, money involved, and and things should pretty well be blown over by then. I mean, you would expect that, uh, that, uh, you know, all the measures and everything, at some point you kind of just got to go, all right, we're going to live. And it may be some interesting ways they'll pull it off, but there will be a playoff, and and this does not surprise me. Breaking news on the Y'all Show, Jonathan Leifheit says there will be a football season and a college football playoff. I believe there will be. Well, you just said it, so we can go to the bank with it. Yeah, sure. Go right ahead. All right. Well, that's good news. Just don't take my money with you. Okay. Well, if you're a football fan, yeah, we should have some kind of playoff. We should have some kind of championship in football, for goodness sakes. They just stole college basketball away. They just stole college baseball away. Why not have a little football going on? later this year but again according to bill hancock the executive director of the college football playoff we're planning on a cfp that's good news of course the cfp the reason we're even talking about it not happening is because of covid19 and jonathan i didn't realize that covid19 directly affected at least one member of the acc as Tony Baselli is a, uh, rather Andrew Baselli is an offensive lineman for Florida State. His father, Tony Baselli, also, they both had COVID-19. Luckily, the offensive lineman, Andrew, came through this. But what more can you tell us about this news out of Tallahassee? Andrew actually uh, fought it uh, for probably, uh, I don't know, three or four days. And then his father got a little bit further along. And then they ended up, he never had to go on an intubator. Oh. 
but he did he did pull through so he, he did he did not lose his life thank that. you for that information and that clarification i jonathan sadly with more than 20 something thousand people that have died we just kind of assume when a story comes out about somebody that they probably died that's a sad thing to admit but a good story there in the pandemic where we don't have a lot of great stories this a direct effect have you heard of any other acc players who've had the virus None at this point. I'm sure there were others that we don't know about, but uh, none that have come out. And you won't probably won't see too many schools reveal it um, because of HIPAA and that type of thing. Um, if it does come out, it'll come out directly from the, from the players, uh, and and they'll go from there. All right, Baselli is a red shirt senior for Mike Norville's Florida State football program. He appeared in ten games with two starts at center last season, and luckily for him. He had no underlying conditions that could have been part of the reason. The six foot five, three hundred twenty one pound center, uh, center also, along with his father, are coming through the positive side of COVID nineteen and continued success as they have to endure the hardship of the coronavirus. More Florida State news: Fabian Lovett, who was at Mississippi State, you might remember Mike Leach put out a tweet here recently where it had a noose on it. It had a picture of a woman knitting a noose. It was a meme that went out from his Twitter account. And after that, two Mississippi State players said they were going to leave Mississippi State and transfer elsewhere. And now we know Fabian Lovett, who is, a, I think, a former conquistador at Olive Branch High School in, Ox- in uh, Olive Branch, Mississippi. He has announced that he's going to be transferring to Florida State. A unique way to transfer. Yeah, it is, and a unique reason. And uh, I guess uh, uh, Mike Leach, who really probably hasn't spent that much time in the South, just got a uh, a hard lesson on some of the uh, cultural significance of certain of certain items, uh, and probably won't be repeating that particular offense again. I would assume. Yeah, but to his credit, this wasn't quite as bad as that NASCAR driver this week. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and also, as I will tell people, a noose is not just used against black folks. It's been used against white folks. It's in Old West movies. But still, those, yeah. are, those are the kind of things that Mike Leach knows that anything you do when you're in the South and specifically in a state like Mississippi, there are people waiting for you to do anything out there that they can jump all over you. In this case... Coach Leach has learned a lesson, we think. In fact, speaking of Mississippi State, join us on Thursday because we're going to have an SEC insider that is a maroon and white expert, Jeremiah Short of the Mississippi State-centric broadcast, the Black Dog Sports Podcast. He's going to be coming on our show Thursday with his all-Mississippi State report, but we're going to get him to talk a little SEC, too. And he actually just interviewed Mike Leach last week about this situation and so we'll actually hear some of that interview with coach leach whenever jeremiah and his co-host there at the black dog sports podcast we will share that as part of our sec spotlight on thursday right now it's our acc spotlight so as we said defensive lineman fabian lovett of mississippi state now going to transfer from mississippi state to florida state all right another FSU-related football story. Another transfer coming into Florida State. Miko Dotson, a defensive back who was at Florida Atlantic, played there for a couple of years for Lane Kiffin. The 23-year-old is now transferring from Boca Raton to the state capital of Tallahassee, who is an all-conference USA player and a very good, good player there for the 
the Owls on defense and now going to try to beefen up the FSU defensive front there as he'll be playing immediately as a graduate transfer. Another big pickup for Mike Norvell. Yeah, it, it is. And uh, Dotson has an interesting background. He started uh, his career at Georgia Tech, um, uh, didn't make it after his first year. I think uh, I think the academics might have gotten to him a little bit. Um, he ended up transferring to a junior college out in Kansas. Uh, then he made his way to Florida Atlantic and now to uh, uh, makes now he makes his way to, to Tallahassee. Um, always had a, a really high, uh, really good upside um, and uh, I know that on the flat, uh, those of us uh, who are fans on the flats uh, were pretty disappointed to see him go. But uh, uh, I'm glad to see him uh, do well for himself and, and then land back in a, in a Power 5 conference. You mean he didn't take above water basket weaving at Georgia Tech? <laughs> well, that's probably more, more easier than underwater basket weaving. I, I would think so. I mean, I mean, isn't Georgia Tech loaded up with those kind of easy classes? Uh, yeah, they're all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about freshmen entering here for the 2020 football season. You talk about an unusual situation because normally in today's college football climate, you've got the really smarty pants coming out of high school who graduate their high school early, come in and participate in spring football for the couple of months, and they're also enrolled in classes that first semester in spring, and then they'll be there for the entire fall camp and such well because of coronavirus that's not happening and then you got a lot of players who weren't going to show up anyway until the summertime so there's a new report out jonathan by your cohort there at cbssports.com barton simmons has penned an article about some of the impact freshmen to watch as the 2020 college football season is just we hope a couple of months away and a few acc connections here in this article pit wide receiver jordan addison is someone to be on the lookout for now clemson has defensive lineman miles murphy and brian Breesy also on the watch list of players. How about Jamar Gibbs, Georgia Tech? He's on the list as people to be on the lookout for a freshman heading to their campuses here for the 2020 season. Louisville offensive lineman Luke Kandra, he's on the list. And that might be all out of the ACC. Jonathan, your thoughts on some of these forthcoming newcomers to the conference? Yeah, I, I believe Addison at Pitt is probably one. He reports from spring practice really high on him. Uh, so that one would not surprise me. Now, Jameer Gibbs at Georgia Tech did not come in and, and enroll early. So, uh, he, he was going to be a, a fall arrival. Um, he's going to have a, an uphill battle to get on the field. He's got, uh, 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 one of his Northwest Georgia counterparts, uh, uh, Jameis Griffin, uh, in front of him, as well as Jordan Mason, who's been a, pretty standout uh, player for the for the team so he'll have an uphill battle um and then you had the the two clemson guys um i'd actually be surprised if they're they'll probably see some backup roles but i don't know that they'll end up in a starter role they might they might be a a, a contributor by the end of the year but uh given clemson's depth and whatnot it's pretty hard especially along the defensive line for a freshman to break in and, and play jonathan as far as jameer gibbs there at tech Obviously, if he's one of the players to be on the lookout for nationwide as freshman here in 2020, he chose Jeff Collins in the Institute over some other pretty good schools. Do you remember who all was in the recruiting process for him and who he spurned to come to Atlanta? Yeah, there was quite a few. And, uh, uh, I mean, he he could have had his choice of where he wanted to go. I know it came down to Ohio State was one team that was, was on his list that he was looking at. LSU was another 
Um, uh, Alabama tried to get in there, and I know Georgia tried to get in there, but they were never really kind of in this final list. It was really uh, at Florida even had a little bit, uh, you know, kind of a, took a shot at trying to get him. So, but more or less, it was really Georgia Tech, Ohio State were the two leaders, and and Tech got him early before he really blew up, and uh, and Tashard Choice really stuck with him and and recruited him all through the process, and and that paid dividends. Jonathan, there's a fun article up at Bleacher Report right now. The 10 most hostile environments for road college football teams and the ACC getting a little bit of love on this list, including one out of Tallahassee, the Doak, as Doak Campbell Stadium is on the list with their 80,000 strong Tomahawk chopping fans there. And I think you've been there as an opposing team before. What do you think about that environment for an opposing team there at the Doak? Uh, you know, I never really thought it was all that that much, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I guess when they were, uh, to me, the scarier part was not so much the stadium as it was uh, the teams that they put on the field back in the nineties uh, were just, you know, ridiculously talented. And that was a, that was, that was the biggest part of it. The number three team on this list of the top 10 most hostile environments for road teams, no surprise, Death Valley Memorial Stadium, Clemson, South Carolina. Jonathan, I know when I've been to games there at Death Valley, one thing that scares me as the opposing fan isn't the running down the hill and the 81,000 orange clad overall wearing fans there. Have you ever, I know you're an engineer, have you ever actually looked at the way that upper deck is angled? It's pretty scary. Uh, yeah, and uh, we we always joke that uh, that that when we're up there watching, we uh, we order from the stewardesses on, uh, on on passing flights in order to get our <laughs> drinks. So it's pretty pretty high, and and you know you it is really high and really steep. And uh, you're right, that is a, a very intimidating climb. I think they also issue Sherpas to get you to your seat um, at such a steep climb up the up the up the side of those things. But to Clemson's credit, as an opposing team and for the home team as well, one of the things they do that a lot of teams don't do is they allow fans on the field when the game is over. And that's always a really neat scene there. Not just when they win big games, they any game at home, kids come out there and come hug up with players and stuff. So I don't know too many teams that do that. Clemson's one of them. So kudos to them. The only other programs that are a top Clemson on this list, LSU's Tiger Stadium is at number two, their version of Death Valley. And the number one option here, according to Bleacher Report, I've been here. It's not that intimidating to me, of course. Every time I've been there, I think I've left a loser. Alabama's Bryant-Denny Stadium is the number one most hostile environment, according to this Bleacher Report article all right some nba related stuff to stuff to pass along from an acc perspective duke basketball player vernon carey jr is the latest duke blue devil to declare for the nba draft he was a freshman center for coach k this past year and now decides after one season in durham he's going to take his talent on to the nba and then another player louisville they've got a signee jay shrub and jay scrub the junior college player of the year says that he will stay in the nba draft and not go to the university of louisville to play college basketball after he'd signed with the cardinals in the fall jonathan your thoughts on these nba bound players yeah duke loses three to the nba this year plus they have a pretty big uh uh pretty big senior class i think they actually have six uh, incoming uh, recruits coming in uh this year so they're going to have a pretty young team of course they're getting a 
uh, transfer or two in there to help with that. And then uh, on the Louisville side, they, you know, that, I think that was a little bit of a surprise that Scrub did not decided not to come. But I guess he got favorable feedback uh, from the uh, from the draft experts with uh, regard to the NBA and and decided that uh, rather than head to Louisville, they're just going to go on and start collecting a paycheck. And not that often do we see players transfer, not really transfer, decide from junior college to go to the NBA. Not often does that happen. Jonathan, that will wrap up our ACC report. We look forward to talking with you again next week, and thank you for your input. Thank you very much, and I hope you guys have a wonderful, socially distant week. (laughs) All right, we'll do it. When we come back after the timeout, we're going to have hashtag hullabaloo. We have a celebrity connection in this week's Hashtag Hullabaloo actor Lesla Jordan, a Chattanooga native. He's in the Lookout area in Nuga, and he's very active. And we'll tell you what he's got to say about being in quarantine there in his hometown. We'll have information on that. Plus, our country music insider, Precious Harris, has all the details from Nashville's Music Row. All that coming your way in Hour 2 of The Y'all Show. At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like the amazing iPhone 11. Lease it for just $15 a month when you switch to Sprint. For now, shopping online at Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com today. iPhone 11, 64 gigabyte, $15 per month after 14, 17 monthly credit applied within two bills. Requires new line of service, 18 month lease, and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offer and coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee, taxes, and restrictions apply. Come on in. We're ready for another hour of talking about what's going on here in the land of cotton and the land of y'all, too. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. And we begin this hour with hashtag hullabaloo. We will go on from this to our Nashville Music Line report. Precious Harris is over here waiting in the shadows, and she's going to come out of that shadows into the big old bright spotlight of the Y'all Show in the next segment. You don't want to miss out on what she's got to say about country music and everything going on in Nashville. All that's headed your way, and we begin hashtag hullabaloo with country music in mind, thanks to a tweet we found from Isabella Lee at Bella underscore Lee. And Bella is an urban fantasy romance writer, writes in a profile, a hopeless romantic who still believes in magic. Well, we hope we hope there for you hopeless romantic, we hope for the best. <laughs> And she says, only ask me about my ships if you have a few hours. Okay, not sure where that is. Maybe she's a captain. Isabella Lee writes on Twitter, Yes, I guess it's my turn to be that person. 
saw Loretta Lynn was trending and started to freak out. Today's her birthday. And I don't know about you, but if you were scanning your social media, there is a chance that on Tuesday you saw a big old picture of Loretta Lynn, the coal miner's daughter. And naturally, unfortunately, I should say, because of the social media world we live in, usually if your picture shows up on social media, it's not a good thing. I would guess 70% of the time, if you see a random person's photo that you haven't seen lately show up on social media, it's probably because they died. And that's what Isabella Lee's kind of hitting that, yeah, she was that person when she saw Loretta Lynn's photo show up on Twitter on Tuesday. But it wasn't because the coal miner's daughter had shoveled her dirt on top of her there at her mine in Kentucky. No, 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 no. Loretta Lynn, Hurricane Mills, Tennessee's own. Man, she is still going strong. I know she's had some health problems. I might talk to that, to Precious, her fellow Kentuckian, about that and her health and her birthday and more when we have her on in just a handful of minutes. But Loretta Lynn celebrated on Tuesday her 88th birthday. Congratulations, Loretta. And did you know that she wed her husband, Doolittle Lynn, when she was 15 years old. Of course you knew that. If you saw the movie Coal Miner's Daughter with Sissy Spacek. Yeah, you knew that. What a great movie, by the way. Maybe that one should be played here on TV during this pandemic where they're going back and playing a lot of old movies. That was a great one. And do you know the who played the role of her, her daddy there? Yeah, it would be Tommy Lee Jones was her daddy there in that movie. But yeah, Loretta turning 88 on Tuesday, and we wish her a very happy birthday. By the way, do her husband, it's now been 24 years since he passed away. He died back in 1996. And and attached to this tweet about Loretta having a birthday coming from Isabella Lee, she included a little meme. And as I said, she was admitting that she was, yeah, that person who thought she might have died. But she put a little meme of Denzel Washington from some movie. I don't know which one, but it was the Denzel Washington meme where he kind of does a sigh and does the, okay, good. Sorry, I was wrong type meme there. Aren't memes one of the great additions in our lives? Yes, but yeah. Happy birthday, Loretta Lynn. Now, moving on to another tweet. We go to McLeod has hope. And that's at Mostly McLeod on Twitter. McLeod has hope, a writer, reviewer, columnist, and a writer mentor. And a winner of the WMCNA 2019 Reader's Choice Award. Not real sure what that stands for, but you could go to at Mostly McLeod and do a little research and maybe find out what exactly that is. It doesn't matter. McLeod has hope, evidently, likes to write and likes to write about writing. (laughs) So she wrote on Twitter this week, and she also had a little picture attached, too. So here we go, McLeod, your verbiage that we're sharing with everybody on today's Y'all Show. You write, Magnolia's blooming on my walk, hashtag Southern, hashtag Florida. And sure enough, you've got a beautiful picture of a blooming magnolia and you do you know what's with that blooming magnolia that would make that magnolia even more southern some great spanish moss there in the background what a 
great combination of magnolias and Spanish moss and a beautiful photo that you can go to at mostly McLeod, M-C-L-E-O-D, and check out what McLeod Has Hope has put up on her social media account this week. And a reminder that, yes, while we're we are certainly experiencing doom and gloom in a large part of the South, either from the coronavirus or tornadoes, and I don't know exactly where you're located there in Florida, McLeod Has Hope, but if you're on the panhandle, you might still be dealing with hurricanes and getting past them from the last few years. But when you see the beautiful flowers and the trees like magnolias blooming, it is a great sign. In fact, we just had Easter this past weekend, and I actually was watching the virtual church service of the church that I've been attending virtually, and the pastor there actually brought up the fact that they didn't have Easter lilies in his church for the first time this year because well nobody was there it was him pretty much preaching all by himself although he did have an organist on the side which is great to hear music there on this virtual church service but he did mention that they didn't have easter lilies and he said that's one thing he's happy about because he doesn't like easter lilies he's evidently somehow allergic to them i think they make his eyes water and he's not exactly a big fan of the smell of easter lilies yes they look pretty chances are wherever you go to church that each year maybe as a fundraiser you help raise money you make an offering and you provide lots of easter lilies for your church and they look so pretty on easter sunday well this past easter sunday not many churches had easter lilies i bet you that's another casualty of the coronavirus i bet you a lot of florists probably had lots of easter lilies that they had ordered a month ago or were growing that went to waste i bet you i'm not a florist I bet you those are all the crazy, unbelievable things that are happening right now that you could have never, ever predicted. That that seems to be the case. But while we're thinking of flowers and Easter, I've got to give a shout out to our dogwood trees and our beautiful dogwood blooming flowers on those trees because that, again, that direct connection to Easter with the cross and the blood of Jesus on those dogwood flowers just a great reminder of where we are this time of year in mid-april and even though it's tax day officially today and that's been pushed back a couple of months thankfully it's a reminder that life will continue and beauty is still here it's still here and we have god to thank for that and also we have mcleod has hope to thank for leading us to this discussion all because she put up a pretty picture of magnolias blooming in florida with some good looking spanish moss in the background well let's go from florida to the volunteer state and we've got courtesy of his instagram account the leslie jordan on instagram and do you know this guy he is a chattanooga native okay and he is famous he's an actor the 64 year old grew up in chattanooga and he said he grew up in a difficult time growing up as a southern baptist he said i was baptized 14 times every time the preacher would say come forward sinners i'd say "Ooh, i was out of the woods with that boy i better go forward okay i'm not sure what to uh, maybe he's insinuating that he's gay, of which he is. There's no no secret. Leslie Jordan 
has kind of been out of the closet for some time. I guess he's trying to be funny. He's also kind of a comedian. In fact, Leslie Jordan and yours truly, John Rawl, have a connection. We were both on an E! Entertainment TV show around 2007, of which we were on a show called The Steamiest Southerners. And he and I both were on that. I flew out to Los Angeles, and he was already in L.A., and we were on that show. I have not seen that thing since it aired on E! many many years ago but that's where i first saw this guy because i didn't grow up watching him on some of these tv shows he was on by the way leslie jordan you might have seen him he used to be regularly on murphy brown will and grace he was on star trek voyager he was also on reba he's been on boston legal nash bridges hearts of fire he's also been in ugly betty and has been in Hidden Palms, a CW TV program there, and just been on a bunch of stuff. And one of the things Leslie Jordan's known for is very, very deep Southern accent. And as I said, he is a guy that's pretty funny. And so this week, he is evidently back in his hometown of Chattanooga, Tennessee. I don't need to tell you, Tennessee. There's no other Chattanooga anywhere. He's back in Nuga. And I think his mother's still alive, so I think he's a mama's boy, and he's there hanging out with his mama here in this time, which is a good thing to be. But the Leslie Jordan is his Instagram account, and Leslie, sitting at home with mama, evidently, was bored, and do you know what he decided to do? Since he can't be on any of these TV shows right now or a movie, Leslie Jordan decided to pull out the old phone and post an Instagram video, and here it is. One time, Mama and them, that's what we say in the South to include everybody. Mama and them. My mother and my twin sisters were driving to Florida, and they passed a town. Mother said, oh, isn't that sweet? Kissimmee. Sweet name for a town. Um, my sister said, it's an Indian name, Mother. It's Kissimmee. Mother said, no, I think it's kissing me. Well, they stopped for lunch, and Mama asked the girl, said, where are we? How do we pronounce it? And that girl said, Burger King. <laughs> Isn't that silly? I think I made that up. Okay, there's Leslie Jordan having a little fun, telling a story about his mama and them. And that video is available at his Instagram. We pulled the audio from that for you to enjoy here on the Y'all Show as we're having fun here in this pandemic. Again, Leslie Jordan, the actor, veteran actor, 64 years old, been in tons of stuff. Google him sometime if you don't know who I'm talking about. And he is pretty funny, pretty funny guy, funny funny story. I had to clean it up there at the end. He, he actually uh, said something that wasn't too mama friendly there. So I took that out there at the very end of that clip but chattanooga native there back in his lookout city for a couple days because of the coronavirus well that will wrap up our hashtag hullabaloo here as we start out this second hour of today's y'all show when we come back our buddy in nashville precious harris has the country music news and more and we're going to go to music row for that and that's right ahead on the y'all show Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. 
Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like the amazing iPhone 11. Lease it for just $15 a month when you switch to Sprint. For now, shopping online at Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com today iPhone 11, 64 gigabyte, $15 per month after 14, 17 monthly credit applied within two bills. Requires new line of service, 18 month lease, and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offer and coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee, taxes, and restrictions apply. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Music there from the lady from Butcher Holler. Happy birthday, Loretta Lynn. She turned 88 years old this week. And this is the Y'all Show. This is our country music spotlight we've got on the program. Loretta Lynn's fella Kentuckian, our own Kentucky girl, Precious Harris. And she's on with her Nashville music line. Precious is the author of I Know Country. That has 366 daily country music questions and answers. Go right now to the website iknowcountry.com and buy and instantly download your own ebook copy of I Know Country. Now, Precious Harris, in addition to being the author of I Know Country, she's also a music career development consultant 
with an emphasis on new and aspiring artists and songwriters. I've been in Nashville on Music Row. I've seen her right there helping out so many up-and-coming singer-songwriters. It's amazing what she does there on the 17th, 18th Avenue area of Nashville. Go to her website, collegeofsongology.com, for more information. Also, follow Precious's blog, nashvillemusicline.com. And, oh, yeah, by the way, we have Precious's Nashville Music Line report right here at y'all.com each and every week. So you don't want to miss out on that. And now we welcome in that Kentucky girl, Precious Harris, into the program. Hello, Miss P, Mama P. Yeah, Mama P, Miss P. Uh, I think I'm not gonna, my daddy calls me Fart Blossom. So, you know, that's a Kentucky thing. Now, I don't know if we can <laughs> say that on the radio. I don't want the oh. FCC oh. coming down on me. <laughs> Yeah, well, they're probably listening more since they got a lot of time on their hands, so we best behave ourselves. Yeah, we we need to do that. And they may not want to stick a microphone in front of your other Kentuckian, Loretta Lynn, because no telling what she might have to say, as she sometimes, well, she just kind of tells it like it is. And by the way, if you're stuck indoors like maybe the FCC is right now, you got a book you can order from Amazon. It's Me and Patsy Kicking Up Dust, and it's written by Loretta Lynn as Loretta and Patsy Klein had a lot in common but did not actually meet until 1961 when Loretta performed Patsy's great hit I Fall to Pieces on a radio show and dedicated her performance to Patsy, who was recovering in a, I think, a Nashville area hospital from a near-fatal car crash. Patsy ended up calling Loretta and asked her to visit her in the hospital, and they became very close friends after that, up until Patsy sadly was killed in that 1963 plane crash just outside of Camden, tennessee and patsy i don't know if y'all know this taught loretta how to drive how to shave her legs and how to stick up for herself in disagreements with her management as patsy said those boys are your managers not your bosses and so precious i bet you i need to make sure that the publishers send you your own copy of me and patsy kicking up dust from author loretta lynn i know i'm excited i i actually got to meet with patsy's daughter one of the twins uh, that she was pregnant with when um, uh, when Patsy was killed, uh, Peggy, Peggy and Patsy. That's matter of fact, one of them was named after Patsy Klein. But it is Patsy who's doing her day to day and managing her now. But we had a chance to meet about a year and a half ago in the office, and I knew that Loretta had some uh, things. I can't talk about the other part of it. She's got some great stuff coming up uh, later this year and into next year, and I knew the book was gonna try to get finished um it's she's been working on a while she's been tossed around the idea for years so to see it come to fruition i'm very very happy for miss loretta okay and you know she's been um she's actually been in lockdown for almost over a month uh as soon as this started uh patsy immediately started canceling everything so loretta's actually been in lockdown since the first week of march I didn't realize until I was hanging out, not at uh, Loretta's ranch, but the Harris Ranch in the Goodlettsville, Tennessee area, <laughs> that Loretta used to live in that area and had a little miniature horse track race, uh, horse training deal there. And her daughter, uh, maybe the same one you're talking about, Patsy, has some kind of nursery or something like that there in that area. Yeah, she had one. And then I, I can't remember which one it was in this terrible but uh, one of them used to be married. There, one of them used to be married to Jimmy Collins, who was an artist uh, 
this started. He did the cowboy rap before Cowboy Troy ever thought about it. But anyway, but yeah, I, I think he might have been married to Pat, Pets, uh, Peggy because Pats and him are still good friends. Him and Peggy are still real good friends. Uh, and, I, you know, it's really hard sometimes to be friends with your ex, especially, uh, you know, because you're both in the industry. But anyway, but yeah, Jimmy um, is still friends and used to go out and help Loretta and them on the farm when they needed stuff, you know, get done and stuff. But yeah, he was Peggy. He was married too. That's right. It was Peggy. Yeah. And I think Peggy still has that nursery or some kind of like uh, vegetable something there in the Goodlettsville area. In case y'all want to have some Loretta Lynn connections, you don't have to go to all the way to Hurricane Mills, which you're not going to be able to see Loretta anyway. But you can at least go to a restaurant. I, I assume they have takeout right now, just off of Interstate 40, about an hour west of downtown nashville well let's talk about your other goodlettsville neighbor precious and that would be one garth brooks as theaters and studios are all closed to coronavirus but country stars are live streaming their home concerts and that doesn't exclude garth brooks as he's been doing it long before the current trend of people getting out on the internet and doing this he's been having his inside studio g there at garthbrooks.com and oftentimes trisha yearwood joins him on this and i think you actually tuned in the other day to this inside studio g g and tell me what you thought of it well i I mean i really can't give you a fair thing because i i love garth i've met him in 1989 Mm -hmm. and um and i've been a friend uh you know been a friend of his music and a fan a friend to him and a fan of him as a media person, a friend and a fan of his music. And, uh, but I just love it. And of course my favorite is Trisha, you know, they are so cute together, but she is probably one of my favorite female vocalists of all time. Trisha Yearwood Brooks. Yeah. And, uh, he always calls for Miss Yearwood when we're doing interviews and stuff with them. And, uh, but, uh, they are funny together. I had a client with me named Lindsay Harding, and she looks just like the Wendy's girl, the redhead. And Trisha looked at me, and we were, you know, in uh, at the NSAI Hall of Fame induction, and we were, you know, everybody was mingling and going up to meet him and say hi to him and Trisha. And Trisha goes, "Is he? Is she the Wendy's girl?" And I went, <laughs> "No, no, no. She's she just looks like her." She goes, "Let's tell Garth she is." <laughs> Garth loves Wendy. Does he? Yeah, and so we went up, and Trisha was in on the joke, and he goes, and she goes, I want you to meet the Wendy's girl, and he goes, you are kidding me, and I couldn't hold a straight face. I was busting out laughing, Hmm. and Lindsay looked, she goes, I can't do this to Garth. You don't mess with Garth, and she goes, no, but I look like her, and it was like the cutest thing, and we got the cutest picture of Lindsay and them together, um, you know, Lindsay and Trisha and Garth, and they were so gracious, but, you know, and, of course, I remember you know, Trisha was singing her demos, uh, singing demos for people of hip writers in town, just like Sarah was, uh, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I, she was about, I think she's about to, she and she is, um, Garth and I are the same age. He, he turned 58 in February, I think. Him and John Michael and Clint Black are all born in February. Uh, they were all born in 62. But anyway, but Trisha, you know, she used to, sing songs and that's how she you know she always loved uh cindy thompson was who she looked up to uh, and uh but that's who she looked up to 
And uh, Cindy Thompson. I'm sorry. Cindy Thompson looked up to Trisha. Sorry. Uh, but Trisha, uh, you know, she has a lot of vocalists that look up to her and that are in Nashville because of, you know, her coming out and singing. Because she had this beautiful country voice, but yet it was also classic. You know what I mean? It wasn't too country, too honky tonk. It was sort of like porridge, just right. You mentioned Cindy Thompson. If y'all aren't familiar with her, go back to 2001 and i'll never forget laying on a couch asleep and i heard what i really meant to say what it when it came on cmt i think and that i think it's called a penny whistle playing on that music video and it woke me up and it's one of the best songs i've heard and talk about a true hollywood type story it needs to be on cindy thompson a georgia native just like trisha yearwood She chose, after her incredible rise to fame when that song went to the top of the charts and she sold a lot of records for Capitol Records, she chose to leave the industry after two or three singles on the radio. Yes, uh, there is a backstory of the reason why she left. I do know that she uh, is has made some effort to come back into the industry because she does, she does love it. So I'm hoping that we'll you know, get to see her. Uh, now, her name, if you want to look her up, everybody, uh, hers, it's Cindy with an I. And, and it's her- like C C Y N D I, And then Thompson is T-H-O-M-S-O-N, no P. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, she was one of my favorite artists. She was gorgeous. She could have been a Miss Georgia. Yeah, that's why. America. That's one of the reasons she was one of my favorite artists, too. My goodness, what an absolute stunner. Cindy Thompson. Well, I don't know if Cindy Thompson's doing virtual concerts right now. If she's not, uh, Cindy, get on it. Get on it. Get out there and make some music for us. But let's remind everybody, the Grand Ole Opry is continuing to put on their virtual concerts, courtesy of the Circle Network. Bobby Bones hosts this thing on Saturday nights from the Opry stage. It's Grand Ole Opry, Saturday nights, 8 Eastern, 7 Central. Tune in for that. You also have a nightly Instagram show called Risky Jam from Nashville's Whiskey Jam, and that starts at 8.30 every night. That's pretty impressive. Also, Robert's Western World in Nashville, they're doing regular streaming on their Facebook page. And don't forget about my boy Steve Warner with Warner Wednesday, <laughs> and that's every Wednesday, 8 Eastern, 7 Central on Facebook. And I know he's really, really enjoyed doing that. So much so, Steve, I saw you do an interview on Tuesday of last week, and I haven't seen him do an interview, period. In fact, I need to put in a request to Steve Warner to come on this show, but we're going to have more of this stuff. In fact, let me go ahead, before I forget, Precious, I need to alert you and alert our audience that we're going to have a guest on the Thursday show, country music singer Shane Owens, who was the Independent Artist of the Year for Music Row magazine two years ago. And he's going to come on and talk about his new Joe Diffie-penned song, Love Me to Death, from the album Thankful for Country Music. Shane Owens from Sampson, Alabama, is going to be on our Thursday, y'all, show. How about that? Oh, I love Shane. I love him and his wife. Uh, I got to see him again during Country Radio Seminar. We were at the grassroots uh, you know, dinner that we have uh the Wednesday night of beginning of the day one of CRS. But he is a good old country boy who has and a wonderful traditional country music gift that when he sings it, he sounds like it should be in 1960. But he's very modern. I think he's 
could probably be my child. He looks really young. Uh, but yeah, I guess so. I guess if he's 38, then he could be my child. Actually, if he's 33, he could be my child in Kentucky. <laughs> you know, Loretta Lynn had her first baby when she was 14. So yeah, I guess he could be. Uh, she got married uh, at 15. Loretta, are you sure? I'm pretty sure. No. She got married at 15. She may have had a kid at 15. But yeah. No. All right. I looked it up. Yeah, Loretta Are Lynn. You sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pretty darn I sure. I could have swore that. Uh, I'm sure it's legal in Kentucky to get married at 13 and have kids. Well, I think she started dating Mooney at 13. She may have, but I don't think they yeah. got married till she was 15. Yeah, because I think her dad he didn't want her to go. But um, yeah, she uh, yeah, I remember her being young, really young. So I'm thinking. Wow, she's almost the age of my my best friend's grandmother. They got married when she was fourteen, mm. but you know, but they were married sixty six years. So, you know, they're like, oh, they'll never stay married. But sixty six years is a long time to be married. Yeah, I think uh, Loretta got married around thirty seven, and she was married sixty, roughly sixty years. Because Mooney died in nineteen ninety six. Yes. Been, yes. de- been dead quite a quite a while precious we're going to keep talking about the good old days and the good music made today with you but we got to take a little break as we go to break we got a trivia question if loving you is wrong i don't want to be right was an r&b hit for luther ingram back in 1972 but then it became a number one country music chart hit on april 15th 1979 this day what 41 years ago and it was a big number one country hit for what country music female superstar we got the answer to that and if you're lucky we'll play it for you right after this time out you're listening to nashville music line with precious harris right here on the y'all show If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like a Samsung Galaxy phone. Lease it for just $0 a month when you switch. And when you shop on Sprint.com, you'll get a $100 prepaid MasterCard, too. For now, Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com today. 
Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus, $0 per month after $41.67 per month credit. Apply within two bills. Requires 18-month lease. New line of service and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offering coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee taxes and restrictions apply. $100 prepaid MasterCard requires port and online registration. Ships after 45 days. Card terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Member FDIC. This day, it was number one, April 15th, 1979. This is the Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl. Precious Harris is back with us. This is the Nashville Music Line and that song, If Loving You Is Wrong, I Don't Want to Be Right. Well, first, it was a hit for the R&B artist Luther Ingram in 1972. Luther had a big hit with that. But in 1979, on this date, this was a hit that became a number one country chart hit for which country music female star Precious Harris? The answer is... One of my all-time favorites in the late 70s was Miss Barbara Mandrell. Oh, you talk about a star. Mm-hmm. She played 10 different instruments, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10, yeah. 11, 12, who's counting? Yeah, this song, a big hit for Barbara Mandrell. Her version was nominated for Single of the Year at the 1979 CMA Awards, and she lost that award to a... It's this is a good song too. She lost out to The Devil Went Down to Georgia from a guy named Charlie Daniels. But don't feel too bad for Babs. She received the Female Artist of the Year Award at the nineteen seventy nine CMA Awards. And other artists have also covered If Loving You Is Wrong. You might remember a Millie Jackson version, as well as Rod Stewart, Isaac Hayes from Memphis, Tennessee, by the way, Leanne Rimes from right there in Pearl, Mississippi, and Tom Jones also had a version of Loving You Is Wrong. I don't want to be right. And that, again, a big hit 41 years ago for Barbara Mandrell. Now, on this day back in 1959, Johnny Cash played his first ever show outside the country. He played in Melbourne, Australia. On this day in 1977, Kenny Rogers was atop the country music single chart with the great song Lucille, written by Robert Bowling and Hal Bynum. It would also be a hit in other countries, going to number one in Canada, Great Britain, and Ireland. Lucille, you picked a fine time to leave me from Kenny Rogers, who we just lost last month. Also, birthdays this week. We told you Loretta Lynn. Her birthday was on Tuesday, and today it would have been Roy Clark's birthday. He was born in 1933. The singer and Hee Haw star passed away November of 2018. And also, Precious's other fellow Kentuckian, happy birthday to Mr. Chris Stapleton, turning 42 years today. Are you, gonna well, help, are, you gonna, are you gonna help him celebrate i'm gonna twitter him out i mean twitter to him you're gonna twitter him <laughs> out oh man I'm precious that's probably illegal <laughs> i know 
I, he, uh, you know, their, their private life is pretty private, him and Morgan's. Mm. But, uh, you know, they had, a, they had a set of twins and they had another baby. So uh, I think they're up to five kids now. But uh, uh, I think their last one was a little boy. I have, there's so many babies being born. Shane Mooneyhan. There's going to uh, be a lot more about nine months from now. I know. I, I totally agree. You're I, not the first I think one I might have on. one. And I haven't, I've been quarantined by myself, but my goodness, what else? Uh, well, we won't go there. Yeah. Precious, the top five. Making babies. Yeah, making babies. Some people making babies in terms of their hits right now. Their babies becoming big hits. At number five on the current country airplay chart is Ingrid Andrus, More Hearts Than Mine. It's number five. Morgan Wallen's Chasing You's at number four. Nobody But You from Blake Shelton and his squeeze, Gwen Stefani. I, I'm going to go ahead and say there will be a baby Shelton in about nine months. If they've been cooped up together for a couple of weeks, Gabby Barrett and I hope is at number two and Brett Young, the former Mississippi land shark baseball player is atop the chart with catch. That's number one on the billboard country airplay top five for this week. Okay. Precious continuing to look at all the goings on of music row and Nashville. Hey, Songland is back. The second season of Songland kicked off on NBC Monday night. It's a concept show for aspiring songwriters to get songs they've written in front of recording artists and producers. I know you probably have tuned in and seen this, and I know you kind of are involved heavily in the songwriting industry. So what do you think of Songland on NBC? Well, at first, I had a couple of my clients that went um, that wanted to reach out to do Songland. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't think they were ready yet. Uh, now they are. This was about two and a half years ago, and they were getting things together about two years ago, actually. But uh, the contract, when I ran it past a music girl attorney, he said, you do realize that you don't keep your publishing, that you give your publishing up forever. And the kids didn't want to do that. I said, listen here, if you really want to do it, you know, you're going to write better songs, but that's actually a normal contract for a show. Because, you know, uh, when my one of my other clients was on uh the voice a couple uh last may uh you know that's what you do because with the wheels of promotion and has you know and things they can do for your career uh, i'm not surprised that they take some of your publishing you know so um anyway but i love the song land i love the process of course shane lives here in nashville ron tedder i heard did have a home here i'll be still lived here or not uh, but anyway and then uh miss esther um, you know, so you've got three the best of both worlds. You got the R and B, you got the influence, you got the the blues feeling with Miss Esther, and then you've got the pop, the rock, uh, with Ryan, and then you've got Shane, which is also, you know, one of the top country songwriters and and you know, in the world actually. And he just got signed to Global Rights. He's one of the only songwriters in Nashville that signed to the PRO which stands for Performing Rights Organization. There's BMI, CSAC, ASCAP, and now Global Rights, but you have to be a, to be invited. And it's owned by the super, super manager and super music executive, Irvin Azoff, but, um, who just signed Florida Georgia Line as management. But anyway, um, you know, that is a very high honor to be asked to be part of that. I think uh, Miss B... And uh, Beyonce, for those of you who don't know who Miss P is in the music world, I just know who Miss P is. And Miss P, is, I know, uh, with P, yeah, 
but yeah, it's a very prestigious uh, invitation only uh, organization. So congratulations to Mr. Shane. Precious, I was goofing off on the internet on Tuesday and I found a live stream coming out of Williamson County to the south of Nashville. And it was a live interview on our sister website for that county, y'all.com sister website, williamsonsource.com. And they were doing an interview with Lane Hardy, who was the season 17 winner of American Idol. And evidently he's in the Nashville area now as he's trying to get his Hollywood record label up and going. He's a Louisiana native. Do you know anything about the winner of last year's American Idol and his role in country music, Lane Hardy? Yes, he's been making appearances around um, different functions. He was at, I forgot what event I was at, but he was there. Uh, but him and my kid, Guy Rigdon, uh, when Guy won the voice, he had reached out to him okay. and uh, congratulated to him. But yeah, he, you know, uh, there's always a motto saying you must be present to win. And uh, there's a couple of people um, that is, you know, that are what I call the alumni from The Voice and American Idol that are here working on it. And one of the girls, um, you mentioned her a while ago, uh, not Miss Abby Barrett. Yeah, that's her name, Gary Abby Barrett. She is here. And of course, she ended up winning. I think it was The Voice that I don't see. I try not to watch because <laughs> only because that I hate it when I see people that really deserve to move on that don't get to move on. Uh, Anyway, yeah. but uh, Miss Gabby got her uh, her record deal from that. But she was already a powerful singer, and she just became even more powerful during the during the process of the show. And uh, but yeah, Lane's here, Miss Gabby's here. There's you know they're coming to Nashville because you must be present to win. Mm-hmm. You know these five blocks of break and make your music dreams. That's what it is. Put that on a t shirt, okay? <laughs> that's that's brilliant right there. Those five blocks make or break music dreams. Another idol connection here, Ryan Seacrest, the University of Georgia alum. He's going to be hosting a TV special, a stay-at-home TV special that Little Big Town and other stars will be part of. It's the Disney Family Sing-Along, a separate but together concert. And that will be Thursday evening, and that'll be on ABC at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. Again, Seacrest host Ariana Grande, Christine Aguilera, Donny Osmond, and others will be singing from Disney movies and shows There'll also be a performance of We're All In This Together from the reunited members of High School Musical. And again, Little Big Town is among the country music acts as part of this Disney family sing-along, 8 Eastern on Thursday evening. Set your DVR if you don't mind. Let's talk a little big and rich before we get out of here. They're back with a lighthearted single doubling as a public service announcement. It's called Stay Home, as John Rich got a couple of friends, including Larry Gatlin and others, to collaborate on this very timely song that accentuates the serious times in which our world is currently facing, all while putting a smile on the listener's face. A video is currently being shot for this song in unprecedented fashion, as John Rich, who's got his own Fox Nation series there, uh, John Rich Live is part of that Fox Nation deal. He is out promoting Stay Home. Have you had a chance to hear that, Precious? Yes, I have. Actually, I got a, I got a, a memo from his publicist uh, that it was coming out, and it was coming out, so I went to listen. You know, John, he's uh, he loves being uh, out there and into everything. So, yes, I got to hear it when it came out. I, I'm not surprised that he's doing stuff like that. You know, he's also 
continuing to pay the health insurance for his employees. And I thought that's pretty cool, too, so they don't lose their medical insurance. Mm. Yeah, for the Reddit Riviera. He's got the pesos, I think, to pay off that for a while, so don't feel too sorry for him. And, of course, he's got all all those other ancillary projects, including his, let's see, bourbon or whiskey or whatever he makes Uh there and all the other products a quick update on the CMA Fest. We told you recently it had been canceled for 2020. The CMA said that fans who purchased four-day passes for this year's CMA Fest can now use them for the 2021 festival, which is right now set June 10th through the 13th of 2021. Full refunds are also being offered. And that news, if you had planned on coming to the Music City for the Fanfare Fan Fest of 2020, your ticket will be valid next year. That's some good news. The bad news here is Precious's report is coming to an end, and we'll just have to get her on next week as well. Precious, thank you, and have a good rest of your week. Well, you too, dear, and everybody have a, if you get a chance, Google some great things coming up on the line, like Brad Long on his Facebook, which is a South Carolina boy like you, yeah. Mr. John. Yeah. Yes. And so you can just Google live performances of your favorite stars, and it will come up and show you. So everybody have a safe stay home brad long of the carolina opry there in the myrtle beach area google him and see some of the good stuff he's got at b long music on facebook is where you'll find that well that will wrap up this show don't forget we've got a country music star coming by on our thursday show shane owens will be on to talk about his new single love me to death joe diffie helped co-write that that's all part of our thursday show plus we have a mississippi state report Learn all about Mike Leach and the Bulldogs of Starkville, Mississippi, courtesy of Jeremiah Short, co-host of the Black Dog Sports Podcast. And that's part of our SEC Spotlight on the Thursday show. Can't wait for that. We'll see you back here then. Until that time, y'all have a good one. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like the amazing iPhone 11. Lease it for just $15 a month when you switch to Sprint. For now, shopping online at Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com today. 
iPhone 11, 64 gigabyte, $15 per month after 1417 monthly credit applied within two bills. Requires new line of service, 18 month lease, and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offer and coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee, taxes, and restrictions apply. Hey, y'all, Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know, because my grandfather was a firefighter, and one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires, which means... Always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So, for the love of the outdoors, go to smokybear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.